Shalom Aleichem Rabotai. Mishnah Yomi continues in the third parak of Meiser Sheni. We're in the eighth Mishnah. Now, yesterday we talked about cases of trees that are part in Yerushalayim, part outside, and structures, like rooms, that are partially in, partially out. Now, Mishnah Ches deals with a similar concept in the temple courtyard itself. Halishkayot. Halishka, as we've, we will see in Masechet Midot, is like an office, like a room inside the temple complex. Many of these lishkaot, these offices, were built inside the wall, the outer wall, around the azara, around the courtyard of the temple. Now, the openings could be perhaps inwards or outwards. So the Mishnah discusses such a case. Lishkaot, benuyot bekodesh. If they're built, the airspace itself of the room is in the kodesh, within the temple compound. But the opening, the doorway, opens to the outside, to outside the temple. Tochan chol, gagotechan kodesh. The airspace inside the room itself is chol, because it opens to the outside, opens to the hole, to the non-sacred area. But the top, the roof of it, is kodesh. Lamaisa, it's probably built into the wall of the temple. Benuyot b'chol, betuchot kodesh. If it's built outside the temple structure itself, but it opens to the temple courtyard, tochan kodesh gagotechan chol. The room itself is Kodesh. After all, it opens to the temple, so the Kedusha sort of expands into there. But the roof is whole, because Lemaisa, the building, is built outside the temple. Benuyot Bekodesh Uvachol. So what if it's built in both? Upetuchot Lekodesh Vachol. And it also has doorways to both sides. So this is really interesting. So Tochan Vekagotechan, both the inside airspace of the room and the roof of the room, it depends. Depends what the matzav is. Kenegeda kodesh, villa kodesh, kodesh. So from the sacred area and towards the sacred area, sort of that that halfway mark or wherever the cutoff line is, you know, the the outer edge of the wall of the temple, the the makam where they were mekadesh. You know, David the Melech was mekadesh the Ritzba, The Gemara says David the Melech laid out the uh, the lines. You know, did did the engineering and the planning for it, and then Shlomo Melech built it. So where they were mekadesh, the floor, basically the airspace. So up till that point and inwards, that's kodesh. Mekhnedachol is chol. And from the outside and outwards is non-sacred, is chol. And that's, you know, you're going to find the doorway that opens outwards there. There was actually a chamber like this in the temple that we've learned about in Kodshim. They discussed that the Kohanim would go there and warm up. It was called the Beit Hamoked. The Beit Hamoked, Rebosai, was half kodesh, half chol. And what they did was they had markers inside the room itself for the cutoff points. Now, the issue was sometimes Gohanim would get Tame. Uh, it was a temporary Tuma, and they didn't, you know, they, they were still the Gohanim who were on duty that week, but they were Tame temporarily, so they would go to the sort of the outside of this Beis Moked room. Okay, Shkoyach moving on to Tess. Maaser Sheni Shenichnas Lushalayim Venitma. So Meiser Sheni, produce that came into Yerushalayim and then Nebuch became Tame. It can't be consumed as Meiser Sheni when it's Tame. The Mishnah says, Bein shenitma ba'avatuma, bein shenitma So this is interesting because usually an avatuma, we say, is something like a, a dead body or a sheritz, zav, zava, something that is intrinsically Tame. And typically a vladatuma is like a sheni, a shlishi, a revi. We've heard these terms. Something that touches an avatuma or touches, you know, then a sheni touches a shlishi, makes a shlishi. 
and uh, depending on the the level of of kedusha and tahara required, could even be a revi, could even be puzzled by paraduma. So typically, that's how vlada tuma is used. But here, the Bartner points out we're talking about a tuma de rabbanan. When it says avatuma, that's a tuma de raisa, and vlada tuma in this context is a tuma de rabbanan. Uh, he gives an example: kigon shenoga bekelim mashkin. Sometimes a tame liquid on the outside of a kli wouldn't be tame de rabbanan. Uh, sorry, would not be tame de raisa, but de rabbanan. They made it tame for certain reasons. We'll get into when we talk about tumas kelim rabose. It's a whole. It's a whole complex Indian about why they they made such a gazera, but back back to uh, back to Meiser Shani, uh, whether this produce became tame inside or outside. Beit Shammai Omrim Beit Shammai says So this Meiser Shani produce should be redeemed, even though we dorm- normally do not redeem produce once it's inside Yerushalayim, once it's in Yerushalayim. Chomot uh, koltot, and uh, we can't redeem it. But here, it's got tame, so you cannot eat it as meiser sheni because it's contaminated. So you would redeem it onto coins. You didn't spend those coins on tahor meiser sheni, and this food becomes hulin since it's been redeemed onto money and can be eaten as tame hulin by tame people probably. Uh, he says, except for something that touched really an avatuma tumadurisa outside of Yerushalayim. In that case, you could take it out of Yerushalayim and redeem it outside and eat it outside, then bring in your Meister Shani money. Beitil says, all of this Meister Shani that's contaminated can be redeemed and eaten outside, can be taken outside again. Except for something that got a rabbinical tuma inside. Because in that case, really, deraisa on a deraita on a biblical level, it's still tahor. It's a gezerah derabanan. It's an important gezerah, but it's only a derabanan that it's tame. So since on a deraisa level it's still tahor, we don't want him to take it outside of Yerushalayim because we do not take Meister Shani outside of Yerushalayim. So he should redeem it where it is and then uh, buy new tahor Meister Shani.